Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show for teachers who desire to change lives without self-sacrifice. Let's dig deep together into the skill set, mindset, and best practices you and your students need to thrive in today's schools. Now your host, Marie Cooney. Hello, Compassionate Educator. Thank you and welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today as part of the Compassionate Educators Show podcast. And I, first of all, want to just share with you how much I appreciate you in whatever role it is, whether you are in the schools as a classroom teacher, as a school counselor, a school social worker, a community social worker, a paraprofessional, um, you know, every role in between any type of educator, you are absolutely welcome here. And I am so grateful for your presence here. I am today going to be giving a much needed and well-deserved recognition to all of the school counselors in the house. And if you are not a school counselor, I urge you, please, please to stay with us today because you might have some information that is shared with you that is really beneficial to you as well, or just to help you navigate how to work as a team with your school counselors um, in whatever capacity you are in. So please stay with us. Um, I want to say happy National School Counselors Week. This last week was National School Counselors Week, and I know a lot of times school counselors sometimes are a little bummed because we often don't get recognized or thanked. There are some incredible staff members that do some amazing things to recognize their school counselors in their buildings, but oftentimes it kind of goes left unnoticed. Um, and so today, my first job is to just say thank you, thank you to all of the school counselors who are listening. And if you know a school counselor, even if it's beyond National School Counseling Week, I urge you to thank them for the hard work that they are doing. Because just like as the teachers who are superheroes, all of all of the adults who are supporting our students, our children, are truly superheroes. So the next thing we are going to do is give a little background about school counselors. So just a quick note, please, please do not call your school counselor a guidance counselor. Again, do not call them a guidance counselor. Did you know that guidance counselors are now obsolete? That is no longer a title <laughs> for a school counselor because school counselors have gone beyond the outdated role of guidance counselors where you have maybe a guidance counselor in the high school who is you know, just focusing solely on the high school student's career path and maybe scheduling. So the modern day school counselor goes far, far deeper and greater than what a lot of people even realize. And so thank you for being here today to learn a little bit more about what the role of uh, a school counselor looks like. So school counselors truly support the whole child, academic, 
career, and social and emotional needs. School counselors have a wide variety of tasks and responsibilities, including supporting students in their mental health needs, offering resources and referrals to the students and their families for uh, situations and needs that are beyond the scope of what the school is able to provide. School counselors also speak with students in a very confidential matter. Um, if a student, let's say, comes to school and there is some uh, reports or some suspicion of abuse or neglect at home or anywhere in the community, it is truly the role of the counselor to uh, help navigate that situation. Also, school counselors deal a lot with helping students who are um, having a lot of behavior issues, friendship difficulties, bullying. That is a big one that is really nationwide, um, that is kind of on the forefront of a lot of not only staff members' minds, but a lot of parents' minds as well. School counselors also help students who are dealing with anxiety and depression. I know a lot of times, too, students come to school and they're either in tears because they don't want to be there for whatever the reason, or they're just really anxious. They are having some trouble transitioning into school in the morning. And so that is another one. Um, and that's not just at the elementary level. That's truly in all levels. Um, elementary, middle, and high school. School counselors also deal with a lot of crisis situations, such as helping a student who is at risk of suicide, also helping with emotional regulation, helping with behavior expectations and decision-making, not to mention all of the paperwork and all of the meetings that go around the paperwork, uh, meetings with other support staff and with teachers and parents and community supports, you know, completing the IPs and 504s and FBAs and BIPs and any other type of uh, numbers or letters that your school has for all the paperwork in addition to a lot of school counselors are on the teams, even facilitating PBIS, if you have that at your school, in addition to the additional duties and tasks that really should not be on the plate of a school counselor. But in working as a team, a lot of this does fall into the school counselor's lap, taking away from the critical time that is needed to spend with students. Did you know? How many school counselors are subbing in the classrooms? A lot of schools are lacking in substitutes when teachers are out in school counselors. Unfortunately, if they are out, whether it's due to personal illness or they're attending a crisis, you know, that counselor typically does not have a sub who can step in. And so not only is the school counselor not able to work on the job that they have, and then they get behind, but then it's like this always catching up kind of um, situation because they're helping others to fill some gaps, but nobody is helping fill in their gaps. 
Also, ooh, this is this is a big one. Lunch duty. Oh, how many of you school counselors listening have had lunch duty before school duty, after school duty, and the really difficult thing about this is these times of the school day are so precious and vital for school counselors to be able to connect and check in with students and have that time that's not taking the students away from their classroom. So if you are an administrator listening, I urge you to keep the schedule of your school counselor free during those very, very critical times before school, after school, and during lunch. Those are really wonderful times for a school counselor to be able to connect with the students that's not going to um, have them miss class time. Otherwise, if the school counselor is on duty during those times, when is the counselor going to work with the students during class time, right? And then that means that the students are going to miss vital information and work that's being done within the classroom setting. Also, I'm sure that many school counselors who are listening can attest to the responsibilities that they have that are uh, more along the lines of administrative responsibilities, assisting when maybe their administrators out of the building or assisting with behavior challenges, students leaving the classroom, um, some of the parent meetings that are happening during the school day. So there is a lot, lot, lot going on, <laughs> right? And ASTA, the American School Counselor Association, who truly is the um, kind of like the head, kind of like the NEA for teachers who sets the expected duties and the regulations for school counselors, they recommend that in every school, in every state, there is one school counselor for every 250 students. Again, there should be one school counselor for every 250 students. So you might be wondering what that ratio is currently. And last year, the numbers were updated and it has been improved. However, it is way, 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 way too far from what is expected, what is best practice. So the national average is one school counselor for every 455 students. So again, the national average is one school counselor for every 455 students. I know that the last school that I was at, I had approximately 350 students, which was a little closer to what the ideal is. However, I also was in the role of school social worker. So I had a dual role of school counselor and school social worker. So even in that situation, it wasn't as close to what we would like to see to truly make the biggest impact for our students and to help in all of those areas, the academic, career, and social emotional needs. So without the appropriate support for those students, what's going to happen, right? Those needs get left unmet and unresolved. And so truly, again, if you are in a state where you can bring in more support, I highly, highly urge that. 
stool counselors have been shown to increase not only the behavior and emotional health of the students, but also to help increase the academic performance as well. So it's truly win, 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 win all the way around when you have enough school counseling support in your building. And I have to throw this out there. I don't think I know anyone in Arizona right now, but Arizona, if you're listening, Arizona, it appears that your ratio is one school counselor for every 903 students. So 903 students on average in Arizona trying to get their needs met by one school counselor. So I, you know, if you're a school counselor in Arizona, I hope that they are offering some additional types of supports for you, whether it is other mental health uh, professionals who are in your building offering support. Otherwise, I'm not sure what is going on there in Arizona, but uh, it looks like we really need to step things up there. So that, in a very brief nutshell, is what is happening in the world of school counseling. Now, if you've been listening to any of the other episodes in this podcast, The Compassionate Educators Show, you know that I'm not just going to fill you with all kinds of information that you can't do much with. So, um, and this is going to be really a wonderful conversation if you are a teacher or another staff member in a school. And what I have done is I went into some of the counseling Facebook groups and I asked the other school counselors and I asked um, all grade levels, what is one thing that you wish teachers knew about school counseling? So this was a very, very widely commented on post. So there's a lot of school counselors who are really wanting their voices to be heard right now because it's so important that we work together as a team for our students. I think that the number one response that school counselors would like others to know is that we have no magic wand. I actually did have something that looked like a magic wand and I would pull that out sometimes, but more of a joke because truly there's no magic wand. Behavior behavior change takes time. It takes a lot of consistency. It takes working together as a team so that the same strategies that are being practiced in the counselor's office or wherever the counselor is making those recommendations that the student has support for those behavior changes in all areas. So as many opportunities within the classroom, within the hallway, within the lunchroom, and, you know, of course at home too, but we are only able to control what we can control. So as much as teachers are able to help support those behavior strategies and recommendations, then it will be a lot easier to help that student not need those intensive services anymore. And again, just uh, as much as we would like to have a magic wand, it just doesn't really exist. Um, Another one is that there are so many crises that arise within the day And unfortunately, those are beyond our control as school counselors. So yes, we are at the front lines. If there's a crisis that happens 
a lot of the times we are called to the front lines, called to duty, called to action, and that might take away from time we have with a small group that we are serving. It might take away from a lesson that we're presenting in the classroom. And trust when I say that is not the first place that we would like to be either because that is such a challenging situation when there is a big crisis. But that is why we are there first and foremost is to be an advocate for the student to support them during their most challenging times. So it is critical on both an ethical and moral, I believe, um, way for us to be present during those crises as well. So if it does take time away from other needs, you know, we do apologize, but yet it is beyond our scope. It is beyond our ability to be in all places at one time. And for the teachers who are listening and who completely understand that it can sometimes be a a challenge to be in all places at one time, you know, thank you for your understanding and your patience because we are all there for the same purpose. We are all there to serve the students and to support them with their needs. And the way that we do it might sometimes just look a little bit differently, but we all have a common goal. Which leads me to another um, aspect that school counselors wish that teachers knew, and that is we do as much as we can with the time and resources we have, and we are only human. Isn't that true for all of us? So again, we are much more light than different. And another piece that's really critical is that, yes, school counselors are trained mental health professionals, but we cannot provide therapy or long-term counseling within the school setting. And additionally, we do have an ethical and legal obligation to keep a lot of information confidential. So while we love you and we might enjoy sharing some things, that there are some things that we just cannot share. And it doesn't mean, you know, we like you any less, but it's just that, again, Ethically and legally, we have to keep students' confidentiality uh, very serious. Additionally, oh my goodness, you guys, this is such a funny one. Like, a lot of the comments were pretty serious. And this one, <laughs> you know what? The magic wand, I think, was the top one. But this one, I think, got the most hearts. <laughs> Listen to this, you guys. This is so funny. This school counselor says to write your needs down for me or email it to me. I can't remember everything that's thrown at me on my way to the bathroom. <laughs> so if you are a school counselor, I'm sure that you can relate to this because how many times, you know, um, do we have very, sometimes very serious requests given to us when we are running from one classroom to the next or chasing a student down the hallway or, you know, like this post said, on our way to the bathroom. Um, it is a lot. There's a lot of information that that we have to remember and in order to make sure that we are addressing whatever needs or requests that you have or that, uh, you know, a student has that please write them down or email. <laughs> that would be a huge help. So I I thoroughly enjoyed 
that comment. <laughs> um, also, 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 you guys, again, just a reminder that school counselors typically in most schools do not get substitutes. So if there is a lesson that's missed or if there's a small group that, you know, wasn't held, that typically it's not possible to make those up because, again, we only have so much you know, everybody only has so much time in the day and without having that substitute that it's just logistically not even possible as much as our hearts might want to. It's just not in the scope of reality to be able to make up a lot of those uh, classes or groups. Also, another example of how we are more the same, and when I say we, I mean teachers and school counselors and other staff members, how we are more the same than different. Most school counselors are on the teacher's salary schedule. So there's a misunderstanding or a misinterpretation sometimes, I think, um, where a lot of teachers think that school counselors are getting paid either similar to administrators. That might be the case in some schools that typically I've seen that if maybe the school counselor is expected to work on the same calendar as an administrator. For example, they're having to work during the summer hours as well. They might get paid a bit more than the typical teacher schedule, salary, salary schedule. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it is the same pay. School counselors are, in most states, required to have a master's degree, so that might increase the pay. But then again, for most districts, if the teacher has the same education as the school counselor, they're going to be paid the same amount of money. So I don't know if that makes you feel any better or not, <laughs> but, you know, it's just another example how we all are, you know, we all have the same mission. We want to be there for the purpose of serving our students. And as compassionate educators, there's a lot that we probably should not have to accept, but that kind of comes with the territory. And you know, it's my hope that there are some changes that can be made and that we can start to increasingly see the importance of having more school counselors, more mental health professionals within the schools to help our students. I'm so excited later this month, I will be presenting at WISTA, which is the Wisconsin School Counselors Association Conference. And this has been a dream of mine for several years now. I have gone as a participant for, uh, well, quite a few times. And so I'm actually presenting two different topics. One is I'm going to be getting to hang out with the lovely Beth Pelk, and we are going to be presenting some information on um, emotional regulation and how to incorporate some really great activities into the classroom. If you have not listened to episode four, then I do urge you to do that um, if you have not heard that. I'm also going to be presenting a second uh, session with the fabulous Tisa Thompson, 
and we are going to be talking about the helper's wrist trifecta which i just wrapped up last month so i am absolutely thrilled to be able to present some of that information more in depth to the school counselors in wisconsin and this is such a great time for advocacy, for advocating, and again, for more school counselors. There's just such a great ability to connect with the lawmakers and have that opportunity. So WISTA has a session in which school counselors can go to the Hill, which is to the state capitol, and meet with their representative, with their state representative, and let their state representatives know uh, kind of give them a pulse of what's going on in the schools, what's needed for school counseling, advocate for for more support in the schools. And so I think this is such a critical piece of our profession and oftentimes that gets lost just in the day-to-day -day, you know, busyness. And so I'm going to ask a huge favor of you, okay, are you ready? <laughs> if you are a staff member, if you are a parent, if you are a community member, regardless of your role, please, please, please help us to, uh, you know, advocate for our role in our schools because it's truly only going to uplift our students and help them to be more successful in every area of their life. So whatever you can do to, you know, get into the ears of our lawmakers, into the ears of district administrators, whatever your ability is to get into the ears of the powers that be to advocate for school counselors, I would be forever thankful and it will help you to be become life-changing educators, compassionate educators, and make a true difference for um, all of the children that are growing up right now in this very challenging time, just so that they have that additional adult at the school who has the capacity to help them and to meet their academic, career, and social and emotional needs. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for your support and your advocacy. It is truly a blessing to be able to have this conversation with you today. Hold on one more thing before you go. As a valued listener of the Compassionate Educators Show, I invite you to join us on Facebook where we have free resources and community and inspiration for you, the Compassionate Educators, so that you can continue to change lives without self-sacrifice every day of the week. So go ahead, log into Facebook and search Compassionate Educators. Join us today. I can't wait to see you there.